Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games. Yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to a special episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King, and today the Canadian Jordan Steinhoff is not with me, but I am going to be talking to somebody else in the room, somebody uh, that uh, I haven't been able to talk to yet, at least in person until today, which is awesome. And some of this you might have caught from the podcasts. I do mention some of the voiceover work I do off and on. And one of the things that I talk about when I uh, get a new script or if I've recorded new lines is The Recruits, uh, which is a Halo machinima that you can check out on YouTube. I've shared the link before. And of course, because this episode is all about that, I will be sharing the link in the description today. But I get to actually talk to Toby Burnett from Lost Hobo Films. Hello. All right. Yep. Okay. I was actually scared because you said Canadian. I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, no, no, yeah. no, no. Uh, my, my co-host for All Us Geeks is, uh, he, he lives here. Uh, he lives in the city, but he's from Canada. So uh, he calls himself the Canadian uh, as, oh, okay. as part of his yeah. uh, outro tagline. But yeah, so usually I'm recording with him when it comes to All Us Geeks. But t- tonight... Yeah. Tonight or, is a special... <laughs> I should say, uh, today for me, tonight for you. <laughs> yeah, it is a tonight. It is now 9 p.m. Well, just gone 9 p.m., yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that been part of our issue, of course. I mean, uh, one, you've obviously been busy uh, because you have a lot more going on in your life than just the recruits. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, been very, very busy. Yeah, and, and I have much more going on in my life than all us geeks. Uh, but at the same time, we also have this wonderful time zone difference between us because uh, where where are you right now? I am in England, UK. There you go. And yeah. of course, uh, we are based out of Minnesota in the US. So yeah, we've had the, the time zone difference plus just a lot of things going on. But finally, finally, Toby yeah. and I get to sit down and have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's been long waited. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah. So again, we, we kind of like, joked about it when we first started uh talking about i mean i i've heard i've heard your normal voice quite a bit from the various videos you yeah. put out but this is the first time you're like you're hearing me not as hard drive yeah <laughs> like it, it is definitely off-putting but <laughs> I, I, got, I got used to it <laughs> very quickly yeah so, so i mean you you and i've had like email conversations and and some text conversations which also oh, yeah. reminds me that you know are, are you no longer playing sea of thieves because i remember one time we talked about you know hitting the seas together <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm obviously, as we said, we are very busy at the moment in this time of year, but I do now and then go and see a thieves. We're with actually one of the cast members of Recruits. He's the only person I actually play with now, nowadays. But um, 
He's, uh, yeah, we both go on now and then, but he plays more than me on Sea of Thieves. I just generally go on for a couple hours and pop off because it is a very time consuming game, as you probably know. Oh, yeah, it can um, be, definitely. Especially yeah. if you start anything, especially when you start getting up in level and everything takes a little bit longer to do. Oh, God, yeah. Not, not to mention just running into other people that want to screw with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, especially if you want to keep on doing the chest voyages and stuff like that, it does take up a lot of hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the recruits is not the only thing that you've got on your channel. Um, there, no. You have other little like uh, sub series and other things that you do. So, do you want to just kind of give us a, a quick run around about what the Lost Ho- Hobo Films channel is and and what can be found there? Yeah, um, well, essentially, the idea of it when it began was to have the this multiple diverse kind of entertainment content based channel where you just have. Machinima, which we have mentioned, um, Let's Plays, which is gameplay uh, videos, along with reactions, reaction videos. And uh, behind the scenes, we like to do a lot of that live action stuff. But as in years go on, we've kind of just shrunk that down into pure priority of just Machinima, which is kind of cool for me because I love Machinima. I love making it and I've been doing it for now for nearly six years now, <laughs> which is a bit weird to me because when I started <laughs> doing it, I was, must have been 13, just, yeah, 12, 13. You're a kid there, right? So you, <laughs> you, you're kind of going to mess around. Right. So as years went on, obviously now I'm 20. <laughs> it's, it's mad to think that I'm still doing this machinima thing, but it, it just proves that it's something that I enjoy and it's, uh, it's just a hobby, really. I still do gameplay and all sorts of different content on the side, but machinima is definitely the priority on the channel. Right. And and just to clarify a little bit, because again, all us geeks, while we cover a wide variety of stuff, including like video games and stuff we play, we are primarily a tabletop review. Yeah. So the, the let's plays that you're talking about are on the video game side, correct? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They are very video game based. It yeah. could also be like board games, which we haven't actually primarily done yet, but we are planned to do that in the future. Very we nice. just haven't got around to it. But yeah. God, there's a there's a multiple different ways I want to kind of I, I want to talk about your starting. I want to talk about what's going on with recruits. Everything's going on right now in my head. So uh, yeah. first, okay, so I, I I think you hit on something that that's that's really cool, and I'd like to kind of talk about a little bit more. So let's kind of maybe go back to when the channel was starting when it was when you were first doing. Like you said, you were twelve, thirteen, very young. <laughs> what was kind of the inspiration behind i want to be a content creator on youtube at that time well i'm gonna be honest with you it was all to do with the game franchise halo Mm -hmm. halo was well my favorite game halo 3 was uh, my all-time favorite game Uh, and it still is it's just that when uh, back then i don't know if you heard of this series before but it's called red versus blue Mm -hmm. yeah it is a machinima series called by rooster rooster teeth and uh which is an online company and yeah, I've been watching that series for a long time. And ever since then, along with the Halo franchise, I always wanted to create some sort of machinima. <laughs> um, I didn't know what the concept machinima was back then. I didn't, I had no idea that was a word. So I had to look that up. I was like, what is that? It was obviously it's pronounced as machine cinema. That's like the long pronunciation for it. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, they just shrunk up into machinima. Uh, obviously there was a YouTube channel called machinima which in his prime day, it was really good, but I don't know where it's gone now. So yeah, I started off my YouTube channel by just starting off with that, and uh, I got inspiration from a lot of other machinima directors on YouTube, 
who'd done a lot of Halo machinima. And to be fair, I got them involved. I was like, okay, come along to my series, like the start of my series, which was Recruits. And uh, luckily they said, yeah, we'll help you out, start you off. I was like, sweet. Nice. <laughs> so I, yeah, just carried on. It was the first of season one, just uh, started like that. But obviously that was kind of hard for me to do because I was, as I said, I was young. So a lot of them were older than me and they thought I wasn't mature enough, you know, competent, that kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, all right, fair enough. So it was a big struggle to get my story rolling as such. And I didn't really know where the series or my content would go. So it was a very like progressive thing, I think. Um, and it developed a lot as I got older. It was a lot to do with age because as, <laughs> as I got into 15, 16, that's when I started to like realize what was working and what was not when it was when in communication based with other people because I would be very immature, you know, I'd be very kiddish like on, you know, online and stuff like that. And as I just got older, I was like realizing to get this developed well, I need professionalism pretty much. And uh, I like to think that I have developed somewhat from that stage. So here I am now doing season five. So yes, yeah. season five. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting good. I, I always look forward to the next script. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you came along in what was it, late. Well, mid season three, I think I ah was it. I want to say I was like almost like a splash page right at the end. Like I think yeah, my inter I think, was, I think my introduction was like the end of the final episode, if I remember right. Oh yeah, just, you're right. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think your first appearance was like a side mini series of season three. It was called um, Hunters of Cyber Station. I think you got involved with that with the bounty hunters and all that. And uh, yeah, that was your first role, I think. And then you kind of got into the core series as such at the start of season four. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. One one thing I wanna I wanna cover before we get into too much. You kinda you kinda touched on it and uh I didn't want to interrupt what you're saying, but for for anybody that may not know, what would be a good definition for them for what a machinima is? Right. Yeah. Okay. So machinima is just uh, one word to describe a story that's made from game content, video game content. That's literally what it is. Um, so you can go on any game and you can record the footage and make it your own, make your own story, your own dialogue, your own scripts, and get your own voice actors and actresses together, edit down this footage of the video game you've recorded, and yeah, just make a... Make a story out of it and to be fair it is very fun because <laughs> uh yeah been doing it for ages so that's what it pretty much means have you like from from the beginning like you said you got a lot of other people involved to to help you get started which is awesome and it's great that yeah. there was a community out there for you to be able to get that kind of help and not just kind of leave you sink or swim on your own so so yeah. that's awesome to hear but from coming out of that and and from kind of continuing on and developing yourself I mean, I, I got to imagine there's a heck of a lot of work that goes into this. What's the most challenging part for you right now to create an episode? Just let's say an episode, not not even a full the full arc, but just an episode. What's the most challenging thing that you have going on right now? Well, probably, well, actually, it's not probably, is certainly the body acting. It's what I would call body acting. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to go online on Xbox with multiple people to essentially play as the characters individually mm -hmm. 
for example, the game engine I'm using now for season five is Halo Five, and uh, the way you have to use that game is you have to actually grab other people to play the specific characters, whereas the previous Halos you could just use your other controllers as mm-hmm. characters. So you could have like four Xbox controllers for four characters, and I used to have two Xboxes with System Link, so I would have eight controllers on a desk, and I would try <laughs> and control all these eight characters on two screens, and it was kind of <laughs> hectic. But um, no, yeah, it's now harder because you have to get people and you have to direct them to do specific things to the you know the way the script is written, mm-hmm. and even with my version of Machinima. Um, I do an old classic style, which is called head bobbing machinima, which is where you would uh, move your head up and down in the Halo uh, character in the game to match the dialogue of the voice actors and actresses. So it is very hard to try and direct someone to head bob to a line I'm trying to play through to the Xbox (laughs) for them to actually get that down. So that is a very long process, especially trying to get the numbers. Because if you want to get big battles, big fights, and multiple characters in one scene, you're going to need a lot of people. And that is the longest, I would say the most hours. It, it would take up a lot of hours to try and get that. I bet. And and I know not too long ago here, you put out a, a call for people to, to join in. And luckily, you said that went really well, which is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I can see that, trying to get everybody, not, not only get everybody together, but I'm sure you potentially come across like, People are like, yeah, I would like to do this, but they don't necessarily understand what you're actually asking them to do. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sure that takes longer and and quite a bit of patience. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely does. They they think it's going to be just some uh, playtime for the night, you know, like a game night. No, no, no. (laughs) As soon as you say this is for Machinima, they're like, what? And then they (laughs) immediately leave. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But no. Had plenty of experiences like that. And, you know, I, I guess I haven't really thought of it from that aspect either. I mean, you know, I, I know you give me a script. I, I read through it. I try to hit my lines. And I, you know, I know I always tell you, but I'm always hopeful. Like, I hope I'm hitting these right. Or, you know, yeah. you've had a couple times where you've given me where I'm like on the on the end of being sick. So I'm like, oh, that was a weak yeah. one. Uh, yeah. And I'm always you know concerned what? about that. <laughs> the, the voice The voice actors... The voicing is my favorite segment of Machinima. I love giving scripts out, uh, listening to the people I've gathered for the cast, hearing what they voice, you know, how they voice and towards my lines. I just love it. I love the reactions I get and the humor and the emotion. I love, I love all that. And I can say that you are definitely very good. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. <reason> you. <laughs> no uh, I know I've always like, like, I, I think the, the very first big monologue you gave me, I was coming out, out of just being sick. I was like, Oh man, oh. <laughs> hard drive is going to have a hard time getting through this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think I hacked through like that half you the night. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so, uh, that's always it. But I, what uh, the point I was trying to get at was, you know, I, I know, just from being a voice actor and working with people that that piece can sometimes be difficult. Like, you know, clearly you've got an idea of what the scene should play out and what it should sound like in in your head as you were producing it. And hopefully we're representing that properly, depending on various things that I've been in, you know, people come back. No, I was really thinking this. Yeah. I've even gone as far as I've had somebody hire me and pointed out a specific voice. I used that voice and they came back and said, no, that wasn't what I want. I just needed to hear it. But that, hearing all the lines that way 
sorry, I'm going to go another route. And then like a day or two later, they found another sample of my voice and didn't realize it was me and rehired me (laughs) and were like, Oh my God, that was perfect. And I didn't understand that you had that kind of range. I'm so sorry. I'm pretty sure I hired you a few days ago and fired you. And I'm like, yep, yep. That was me. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, when I gather lines, I very rarely ask them to do it all again if they haven't got the right tone. Uh, cause I'm very open to having professional people as well as people that are just starting out. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone should have a chance to get involved in something. And yeah, I, I, so I've had a very wide range of actors from just starting off to professional. Um, and I like that. I like it that way because it gives you like, I suppose um, you're out there, I suppose, if you do it that way. You get more uh, interest from other people. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, still, I still kind of like to do it in a professional manner, as if, if like someone is definitely terrible, <laughs> like everything's muffled, <laughs> yeah, like, right, you can't yeah. understand anything. Yeah, I will, you know, speak out. But yeah, I'd like to give everyone a chance if I can. So I keep interrupting my own thought. <laughs> but uh, so I, I never really thought about the uh, that aspect of it. You know, I, I know from the voiceover side, but I didn't think of the aspect of you direct. I mean, I, I knew you had body acting. I knew you had people that you were directing to do different things. I never thought about the whole, even while watching it, you know, the whole, like you said, head bob acting method where trying to get people to make sure that they look like they're in tune with the voice that's coming out. Is mm, that That's yeah. kind of a, that's kind of interesting. And, and yeah, I can see where that could be frustrating and tedious at times (laughs) it takes many hours yeah to get that right (laughs) especially with uh glitches as well in the game if you have some sort of glitch that happens you have to find a way around that and that could take all day (laughs) just to get around it um it could be something small like i found recently that you need specific armor to um extinguish these characters these different characters Mm -hmm. as like hard drive your one has a very pointy helmet and so forth um, so we have to put those on individually. And when we're in the game, sometimes the game doesn't like it and it puts on the default armor for everyone. <laughs> but we don't know that until we finish the session. Oh, hell, that, that <laughs> so would suck, we have yeah. to do it all again. And it, it drives me insane. <laughs> it really <Yeah>. does. <laughs> that would suck. So do you write all the scripts yourself or do you have some somebody that helps you with that? Yeah, it's all been my by myself. Uh, throughout the whole series. Actually, Tell a Lie, season four, I had an arc that three episodes of uh, a character called Christian, uh, who that, the actual voice actor wrote those three episodes because he knew all about his own character, which yes, I was yep. surprised about. <laughs> so he knew the lore, he knew everything about his own planet and all that. So he just like, hey, Toby, can I write these three episodes? I was like, sure. So I <laughs> let him do that and it actually turned out really well. Other than that, it's been all me. Um, I'd have, I have thought of getting a co-writer to help me out because I am dyslexic, but I like the challenge. I like to try and have my own way of doing it. And, uh, I do get corrections now and then from the actors like, oh, I'll just change this, you know, get this comma in there and all that. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. I, I do that every once in a while. I just don't yeah. usually tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Well, yeah. I mean, it's understandable. He'll, uh, I, if I'm, I'm way very, off base, he'll let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that I, I, I don't consider myself a writer at all by any means. I try and write to the best of my ability, send it off. And if it's no good, I will try and improve. <laughs> That's kind of the way it goes. When you approach writing, then do, do you approach like do you have 
this is where I want the season to start, middle, end, or I mean, or or are you more of an organic? Uh, I know where I want to start. I have some points I want to hit along the way, but I'm going to let the story control me, kind of. For recruits specifically, I know exactly, well, everything. I know how it's going to end up. I know what I was going to start off with. Uh, yeah, I should do the whole run through of the story. With other machinimas, it's been the opposite. I just made it up as I was going along. It was kind of experimental. But um, for recruits specifically, yeah, I've got all plans for the future episodes i know exactly what's going to happen yeah so i i, I know i got a good uh kind of mindset for that awesome yeah i um because i've written off and on for years you know hobby style writing not like serious or anything like that yeah. but i mean <laughs> and i i tend to know i i i don't know i found i find myself doing the whole I know where I want to kind of get to, but I'll I'll see how the characters feel in the moment. I kind of like live through the characters, so I, yeah. I know I've had like some some stuff that people have read of mine are like, okay, well, what's going to happen next? And I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you you know, yeah, I I, I gotta I gotta put pen to paper, and as soon as I do, that's when the characters kind of come to life and tell me where yeah. they want to go. But I always have like points I want to hit for sure. I mean, like I, I know yeah. generally where I want to get kind of thing and, and it's that's, kind of a bullet point yeah thing. Exactly. Like you have a bullet point list you have you have to meet those expectations and everything in between that that's where you make it up <laughs> like yeah. you've got to fill in those gaps and i think i think for me that comes from um my starting days of playing dungeons and dragons and being the only person that would run it uh oh, right, okay. the, the way i've always run my campaigns and my games was i know where i want things to go but uh, anybody that GMs uh, any kind of role-playing game knows that your players are going to try to take it off the rails as soon as you say go. So yeah. I, I've always been flexible about how I get there instead of trying to be the rigid person that always says, no, you can't do that because that's not the way I wrote it. <laughs> kind <Yeah>. of thing. <laughs> and and I yeah. think I just kind of carried that over into my writing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's essentially the same premise. Yeah. Like you said, you know, like exactly where you're going to get and get to in the end, but when you when you sit down, I mean, do you have have you written out all the scripts, or are you like you know where you want to get by the end, but like this next script that or the next two scripts, let's say that I haven't seen yet, are are those still in the works as far as they're still writing to be done, and and you've got a you've got a start and an end that you know per episode, but you still kind of want to sit down and write them, or yeah, yeah, basically I have a document with all my plans for the overall story where I know where it's going to end up or what's going to happen in it. But the scripts themselves, for the future, I haven't done any of the future scripts. Um, I've got the, the the latest script I finished was the one I sent to you, the most recent one you've got. So that's where I've got up to because of the, of course, from the beginning of this podcast, the, how we said and mentioned about how busy we, mm-hmm. we've been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just couldn't do any of the writing because uh, I would like to spend a lot of time uh, writing out in detail just so I get it right because essentially this is the planned last season so I like to get it right if I can since it's been <laughs> this many years so let's talk about that for a second because again I, I want to you've been doing this like you said you, you kind of started around twelve thirteen with the YouTube channel you're 20 now yeah you have other things going on in your life like Lost Hobo Films the YouTube channel is not your entire life so so what else are you doing besides the machinimas uh at the moment i am a uh, second year of well I just finished my second year at university so i've been doing a film and television course um and i uh, have a three-year course for that so th- my last year is coming up now 
and on the side and my spare time i try and get as much like live action film experience as i can just going out there doing documentaries filming for story-based live action films um all sorts i just love doing getting the experience so you know before university ends so i can get to the next stage of my life whatever that may be but i've always been interested in film and television primarily film uh and uh yeah that's what i've been doing other than youtube it's just going out and doing that filming but this essentially for the for the last project uh, i've done for university is called narratively nuts and that is a youtube channel everyone can check out now if they would like and just, just type that in on youtube and it should be the first channel and it's basically a studio-based show as me as the host uh where we bring along people to uh tell their wildest <laughs> past experiences that they've, they've ever done and we'll we will film a sketch post their story so they put over, the story we put over their studio showing so they'll be on the studio explaining the story whilst a uh, sketch will be playing over the top and they're basically obliviously narrating it and it's quite interesting <laughs> nice yeah i'll have to check that out <laughs> i yeah. was i was unaware of this somehow <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and I try to keep up with things. <laughs> the thing is interesting. Like again, you, you're you're going to school. I believe you know part of the reason or part of the things that we've been talking about for getting time together. You also have a, a at least a part time job, correct? Yep. Yeah. So part part time job, university, uh, and then of course getting things in for what you see for for your future, like yep. uh, documentaries Experience and stuff like that. Get yeah, it, getting yep. those experiences in, and still. Because of the love, because of the passion, you know, you haven't you haven't stopped doing Lost Hobo film stuff. You haven't stopped doing the recruits. Yeah. We're on the final season, but it, it's still a, a passion project for you, and one that that you feel you know serious enough that you want to want to keep with it. You didn't just kind of go, ah, well, I'm done because you know. It, yeah, it's so one thing I I I consider myself a completionist. I have to finish something if i start something i have to finish it and it drives me insane if i do not finish it so i always have that brainwave of like right i'm going to carry on this until i am happy with myself where i can actually have an end point so that's kind of what i see myself as throughout these years so yeah and ending up going to school for you know film study i mean you said you've always kind of been interested in, in that aspect of, of things but do you think doing things with the machinima stuff early on kind of helped push you in this direction as well definitely yes 100 percent. just directing and just doing general different roles you wouldn't expect to do really helps within the live action industry just by the communication confidence you know communicating with the other crew members and cast members and knowing what you know what's right from wrong and what you want to deliver as for content it really does help just doing machinima believe it or not and I actually appreciate me doing that because it's helped a lot for my university stuff. Well, I, I can totally see that because one of the things that we talk about when we on the other podcast that I do, because we are focused on um, it, it's a game manufacturing company. So we do a lot of uh, topics and stuff about game design for independent game designers. And one of the things that we always talk about is playing a bunch of different types of games and maybe trying to design a bunch of different types of games, even ones outside of your comfort zone, because those give you additional tools in your toolbox when you're designing your stuff that, you know, maybe you don't like a certain style of game, but at least you've had some experience with it. And maybe you can find something in there that you do like and that you can bring to a different game. And I, I could kind of see the same thing with this. I mean, you doing like machinima doing documentaries doing 
like the uh, you know the the sketches and the the skit show they do. I mean, all of these are different tools that you're kind of putting in your toolbox for your your future in film. Yeah, definitely. And I think it carrying on this having having both sides. You said doing machinima as a, as a side hobby as such. It just gives that extra oomph of you've constantly just you know tried your best to just constantly worked on what you enjoy. And I just yeah, I think it, the same goes for everyone. If you enjoy something. Just keep on, keep at it. I think, and it, you just get where you want to be. You know, we've been we've been talking about a while, and I keep kind of bringing up the recruits, and uh, obviously you bring up the recruits, and I don't <laughs> yeah. think we've actually said like what the series is about, other than it's a uh, Halo based machinima. <laughs> so, yeah. do you want to give a, a a quick kind of description of what the recruits is about? Yeah. So essentially, it is uh, a group of recruit soldiers who got assigned to a war games competition, which is basically a violent deadly competition where people have to fight against one another to win a uh, trophy so the recruits the our main characters <clears throat> i'm losing my voice just talking about the story <laughs> yeah the recruits go into this competition and they basically everything goes tits up they <laughs> everything messes around there's a villain in there that wants revenge from a company that made this war games competition and he breaks out and tries to have revenge of what's happened and he is aware of all of this, whereas the recruits, they're just, they, they're just there to participate. They don't know what's going on. And basically the recruits get dragged into this whole adventure of defeating this enemy, going out to further adventures, just trying to figure out what this company is about, taking down this company and yeah, essentially becoming these heroes. So they became, they started off being stupid, comedic, just recruit soldiers. And now where we are at now, we're just, they're just, developed characters where they just want for the, uh, what's best for this world and they will not stop until the evil is finished and i can happily say you're a part of that evil <laughs> so well done <laughs> yes i i am the one of the current big bads <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> uh so and that's been a lot of fun to play so awesome yeah so again we'll we'll uh have a link in the show notes if you want to check out the recruits i've I've put it in the show notes for past Alice Geeks episodes as well when I've talked about it here and there. And I, of course, shared some episodes on Facebook and, and whatnot. But you wear a lot of hats in the recruits as well. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you, you write, you produce, you you edit, you publish it, you do the body acting. But you also do some voiceover in it as well. Yeah, um, I voice a lot. Well, not so much anymore, but I used to voice a lot of characters. And that was because the we're back then, we didn't know... As in we, my local friends, we didn't know a lot of people online. We weren't very, you know, confident on Xbox Live or social media because we were young and uh, inexperienced. So we just kind of used ourselves as every character we could think of. <laughs> so in the season one, we just had just all me and my friends that used to come over to my house, just used to mess around with the voices, see what we could figure out and just play about with it. <laughs> and it just developed from there. We just uh, went on to casting core club. Which I've, mm-hmm. you've heard of, obviously you've been on there. Uh, That's where I got you from, actually. I think originally, I think I yep. cast Ca- you from Casting Call Club. Yep. Yeah, Cast- Casting Call Club is where we uh, had our first contact. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we just used that to start getting people across, and also Xbox Live was a big help with that, uh, getting people in. Uh, but no, yeah, I voiced uh, main two two main characters called Network and Glitch, where Network is my you know normal voice. I just have to give it a serious tone because I'm not <laughs> so much of a deep guy a deep voice type of guy so i have to try and be serious with that voice um also it doesn't help where i voice crack i still voice crack at the age of 20 and i'll probably will for many years to come 
But what doesn't help that is my character Glitch. Now he's the comedic character. And that's the guy where I have to go up here and be like, oh, yeah, you know, all that crap. (laughs) So, yeah, that doesn't help with the voice crack at all, but (laughs) it's fun. It is fun. I like to keep him around. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of cool. Getting more involved in and getting more involved with other voice actors and and some that do it on a professional level. How has that changed your perspective at all of voice acting and, and even maybe even kind of doing your own characters? Well, it's definitely changed the way I look at how I voice act for sure. <laughs> I always saw it as get those lines down. Doesn't matter what way you say it. As long as it's there, you're good. And that was not the right way to think when <laughs> voicing. So when I gathered these people over time, over the years, I've just gained the ability, you know, ability to listen to their, what their talent is like and kind of reflect on that and see how I can improve, um, in the future for myself just from listening to them. And it really has helped. Like, for example, a voice actress that used to voice a character in recruits called Shannon. Uh, she's called Alex in real life, but she, she used to help me a lot because the way she, she did a lot of projects. She did a butt turn and now I think she's done. She's gone on to do professional paid work now, which ended up sadly, you know, stepping her aside from recruits. But she definitely helped out and you helped out a lot as well. Just doing the way, you know, the way of the emotion you bring out to your character. Just all these different actors have um, gave me a wider view on how to get emotion across. And it, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I think one of my favorite things that I've seen so far is I, I if I remember right, I just randomly threw in kind of hard drives laugh and now every once in a while you actually put it in the script which i think is kind of cool (laughs) yep (laughs) i definitely put in extra things if people if people voice this uh something that i haven't included in the script i would generally like it (laughs) and add it in future scripts so yeah it's all well and good so is there um anything that you need to do to kind of get yourself into the different characters or is it i mean you've been doing like basically these like network and and glitch for so long that you can just kind of go into it now yeah for network as such it's not really hard i just have to be myself just more <laughs> grumpy because he is always on a strop he is literally always angry so it's not really hard for him but for glitch it's definitely taken a toll on me for these last couple of years because obviously when i started off as glitch i was up here a little bit you know I was quite higher so it was kind of it's, it's harder now to try and get to that level and get some lines across because some lines glitch will need to raise in pitch to get some an emotion across and to do that I literally <laughs> have to hold my throat <laughs> in a way that I can actually try and reach that note because it is difficult and sometimes I actually have to cheat in a way there's some lines that I have to just re-edit and put a slight higher tone to it just to make sure it is right because it is it's very hard now but i like to try and my best well the season this is the final season so i i don't know what your plans are for glitch going forward but you, you're kind of hitting the dilemma that some of us have uh off and on especially when you kind of first start out like when 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 you brought me on for hard drive i was also doing i think two or three other similar voices they were in that that same area and after a while i i kind of went with okay i've got to sit down and figure out how to do this so it doesn't stress my voice as much especially if i'm going to be doing it for three or four different things and and so you kind of you kind of do that playing around to okay i can i can hit this voice and it's not going to stress my voice because i don't want this to be like if i get all four scripts on the same day i don't want (laughs) to 
like yeah. ruin my voice or not be able to do it or be out for a week because I've got other because because I, I don't do I, I actually don't do a lot of the on the voice acting side. Most of what I do professionally is like explainer videos and business, you know, vis, business yeah. voicemails and stuff like that. I, I, that's kind of my bread and butter. And then I do some indie stuff here and there. And, and of course, I think you're my last passion project at the moment the only one that i, I yeah, still kind of do yeah i think you mentioned that and i i can't believe it like i, I thank you so much for sticking with me there oh i i love it I, I love hard drive but for me like since i was doing two or three of them all at the same time and of course like we talked about like i, I came in like splash at the end of season three so season four didn't start up for quite a while, so I didn't get to revisit Hard Drive for quite a while. Yeah, and even now, you know, I it, you've got to write the scripts and and you you want you want to get the previous episode out and all that stuff. So there's a little bit of a time between scripts and stuff, and I'm doing X number of things between there. So I always gotta put myself back in Hard Drive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which so and and especially when I was doing multiples of the same same thing, and I don't know why, but I usually try to find a line that you've given me yeah that makes me think of hard drive and i don't know why but the line that's always stuck with me and the line that i probably say three or four times before i ever start one of your scripts is you two really do talk too much shit (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know what that's the that's the one (laughs) that is the one i mean that that makes sense i love that line It is a good line. So I don't know. It's, it's that line that I I do like three or four times, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm back in hard drive. And then I and then it's also like what I think is like I said it, I was getting hit heavy for that style of voice at that time. Yeah. And like the the two that I was doing, one was more of like a uh, warden soldier kind of thing. So him, I just did sharp and angry. But with hard drive, I always like to think of hard drive as I always try to put a smile on my face while I'm doing hard drive because I always want to I always think of him as I've got secrets and I want to tell them. And if you give me the chance, I will. So he's always talking with like that smile. So like especially like during the monologue moments, I loved that. It was just like, yeah, let me tell you my grand plan. Yeah, <laughs> you know, hard drive loves his monologue moments. Yeah. I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> so just doing those things. But those are the little kind of things like I have to, I have to do, especially if I have yeah. similar voices and haven't done one for a while. But yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just it, that's the line I always go back to. It's like okay, uh, I think I'm a little off. Yeah, I mean the line I I always have to go back. I always have to go back to season one for a glitch because <laughs> it's just you don't know. I don't know. There's an accent. There's an American accent. Obviously, I'm not American. So when I started off, it was pure glitch, which is pure American accent based. (laughs) Okay. So I have to listen to this one particular line. And it was always, well, at the time it was always, like that. That was it. (laughs) That was the one line I always have to get. And then I'm like, okay, I got the, (laughs) the tone of voice ready. And then the other line was just to make sure it was, you know, the cherry on the cake type of thing. It was just like, network, you're my best friend. And that was it. Like, because if I say those words, those are the prime words he always says. <laughs> right. So I got to get that right. I'm like, okay, now I got it. But it's still very difficult. I have to warm up before it even begins to yeah. sound good. No, I, I, I love it. I don't know why. Like, that, that was, that's the line I latched onto. And that's the one I'm like, all right, here we go. It's been a while. Let me go three or four lines of, you two really do talk too much shit. And then, all right, I finally got it. All right, let's go. Script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So we are in the final season, like you said. We're um, not quite. Are we at the ha- we're roughly the halfway mark? Maybe not quite the we halfway. Literally, the episode coming out is literally the halfway point. Yeah. Okay. And at the moment, this, like you said, this is the planned ending. So, and, and you you stress that word a little bit. So, is there maybe something else after this that we're not? <laughs> that you're not, the, not telling me. Maybe <laughs> the maybe is the word you're looking for. <laughs> but uh, that's the only thing I can say is maybe and the word planned. <laughs> So yeah. So you so have to wait and see. yeah. So so the the original idea, if I remember, I mean, you, again, you're coming uh, to your your final year in university for your your films yeah. uh, stuff. You do have a, a passion and kind of want to focus some on on more of the live action side of things. So part of the planning that, from what I understand, and correct me obviously if I'm wrong, but to to end this to to bring it to a, a closure so you could get a little extra time to kind of focus on on that side of things. So what's the future of the Lost Hobo Films channel then if if like recruits comes to an end here? Right. Yeah. So I've always said with multiple people that I've been working within the channel because um, they were they were always curious of what will happen. You know when the main series, which is recruits will end and mm-hmm. what's next. And I always said to them, my main goal is machinima, that focus, that will be behind me. What will be in front of me will be live action. Mm-hmm. Live action is the prime focus. I would upload anything live action based onto Lost Turbo Films. That would be the next phase as such on the channel. So I'll kind of phase out slowly of machinima and go into live action just like over a period of time. Uh, so I will still do machinima little machinima shorts i like to call them like little you know five minute videos of machinima just to say like hey i'm still relevant from what i used to do but yeah i will be doing a lot of live action stuff in the future well and just to kind of maybe really keep those skills you know from collecting dust a little bit right kind of yeah exactly yeah <laughs> exactly that awesome but Las hobo films isn't going anywhere Nope, not so. Nope, yep, it's going to be here forever and ever, <laughs> as <laughs> right, long I, as I can. <laughs> I know you kind of said you shifted a little bit of focus, but I, I think I've seen some. I mean, not real recently from you, but are you still going to do the let's plays and the reactions and 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 those kind of things on Las Hobo Films? Yeah. Or uh, it'll be it's very it'll be very very rare, but I will still do that uh, sort of content. Is is the kind of content that'll be released and uploaded when? I have a day off of nothing. So if I <laughs> literally have nothing to do for a day, that would be the type of video <laughs> that would be uploaded. Yeah. Um, it would kind of just be like that because my prime focus, of course, would be other things that I would like to try and achieve. So so hopefully, though, I mean, in the future, we're going to be seeing some uh, some live action type things that you've put together. Yep. We are planning a live action uh, Halo fan film this year for this nice. summer. We've did one uh, a couple years ago, which was kind of a test, and it actually was called a test in the title of the video. So for this year, we're going to do an official one, just go all out, see if we can manage to do it, and uh, yeah, do that one this year. And yeah, the future awaits. So I'll get into dialogue deep storytelling, hopefully. We talked about the uh, kind of difficulty surrounding body acting and all that stuff. I, I think one of the things I wanted to ask you from coming up on the finale of the recruits all together and going back to like when you started it, what, what would you tell yourself 
What would you go, hey, you're about to start this journey and, and here's a couple of things you need to know? Right. Okay. The main thing I would tell myself would be don't be obsessive. Don't try and act like you know everything, like you want to be obsessed with other people. Don't include yourself in their lives. They don't need that. <laughs> they don't want that. They just want to help you out when they can. Don't think that they are your life at that point. <laughs> That's what I would tell myself. Because whenever someone helped me out, I thought like, wait a minute, I have to be with them all the time. <laughs> like, you know, just don't be obsessive. Keep yourself at a distance. Try and be your own independent person. And that's kind of the key that I would, you know, the key point I would tell myself at that point. Yeah, I can see that too. I mean, like like you said, you, you started off young. I mean, that's kind of, yeah. you were potentially working with some people that you kind of looked up to and, and uh, that were willing to help you out and you wanted all the knowledge you could. And, and, and yeah. the only way that, that you could as a preteen or starting teen. Yeah. <laughs> I can <laughs> totally see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> all right. Recruits is coming to an end. What, what can we, uh, what can we look forward to here without giving too much away? Um, where, like you said, the episode you said I just finished voicing that isn't quite out yet is going to be the halfway mark. Yep. So, so we we we've put out uh we put out half a season, and now we've got the second half and the finale coming. What what are we looking at here? Well, uh, as soon as the war games, if you're up to date with recruits, uh, make sure you watch it. If you don't, if you haven't, <laughs> but if yes, you're up to date please. with recruits, you know that the war games competition that the recruits are at at the moment is in, in it well is in danger and. There's a whole lot of destruction coming their way very soon. But after that phase of the war games, there is going to be a whole nother phase for the second half of the season where uh, even, believe it or not, <laughs> an even worse enemy will arise, which we have talked about in the series before. Mm -hmm. And even hard drive will see him as a threat. So <laughs> it will become quite crazy. There'll be a lot of what I call animated sequences where There'll be anima animators animating the Spartans from the game into the in-game engine. So it looked like there'd be choreographed fights and all that. So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of plans for hectic scenes like that in the nice. future. And there's definitely going to be a very or well, a bigger conclusion story on the horizon. So, yeah. Nice. And, and and as I understand it, that the season ends with Hard Drive just running around giving everybody hugs. Uh, yeah yeah if you like to think that way <laughs> in one of your dreams one night for sure <laughs> that is totally what's gonna happen uh, we have to wait and see yeah yeah <laughs> which again is uh you know anybody that that wonders like i i find out what's going on when i'm ready to voice the the scene so it's you know he toby shoots me a script and i start reading through it and i'm like okay what's what's going on with me now <laughs> And, yeah. <laughs> and and of course, you know, with every script, I'm like, is is this where I get killed? And is it glorious? Yeah. Oh, everyone has to. Yeah, everyone's curious about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm one. To, everyone knows that I'm one to kill characters off, and I'm not afraid to do it. <laughs> so people are like, oh my god, is this the scene? Is this the episode where I'm gonna kick the bucket? But no. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, I, I when you were talking about animators coming in for the rest of the season, that actually reminded me of a question I wanted to ask you, and that's. Have you ever had something that you wanted to do that so far, because of technology or whatever, that you couldn't include in, in an episode? Yes, uh, I've always wanted to have... Uh, the technology is there in the world, I just don't have availability to it. <laughs> but I would love to have mocap for facial, like full-on mm. face. Mm -hmm. I would love that, just to have a, a Spartan or a character 
to showcase my own face or someone else's face, like just to actually make the character real in a sense. And I, I have tried that in the past. I found an animator who was willing to help with that. And I sent pictures of angles of my face to this guy and he started to animate it. But unfortunately from, you know, his life, he mm-hmm. couldn't have time to complete this project and it all went all in different directions. So it never kind of happened, but it was, it's definitely a, like a, an effect that I would love to get to. But, um, yeah. Other than that, I would love a table read. A table oh, read would be there you amazing. Go. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Have you, I yeah. mean, have you ever attempted to try to do like a virtual table read? A virtual, no, that is a good idea. I've never thought of a virtual table read. The reason probably why is because a lot of the characters are local friends that don't do online things. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, so it just never came to mind, but a virtual one would be very interesting. I might actually think about that. <laughs> yeah, that might be kind Sounds of cool. something that's kind of interesting to do for... Like a, a finale. Yeah, like yeah. a finale or a wrap-up yeah. or something like that. I know you get, you do uh, bloopers every once in a while and stuff. And Yeah. And un- unfortunately, I think I, I I need to send you... I never really send bloopers. I usually send you what the, the final <laughs> whatever you need cut. But like yeah. I told you, I, I uh, or like you saw on online not too long ago, if I ever get really stuck on something and I, I get two in my head sometimes i go through various uh various characters singing songs and hard drive yeah. makes the list every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i, I don't know if, if i don't think i've included that yet in a blooper reel but no for sure if i ever did one i, I definitely would want you in there <laughs> and one of the other things i wanted to t- touch base with you on is again end of an era here you know season you've done five seasons of the recruits how are yeah. you feeling as things are coming to a conclusion? I'm I'm partly feeling relieved and feeling sad that the fact that I've built a load and I mean a ton of friendships online and off of line off of line <laughs> off of <laughs> online is uh is just gathering those people that you've known for so many years just working with this series and machinima in general it's just so nice that you know you build this community your own little community as such and I'll definitely miss that kind of aspect to it. But I'm also very relieved to feel like there is a light bulb at the end of the tunnel where I can just reach and break <laughs> and, think, and and say to myself, this is the end. And finally, I can relax on other things. But um, yeah, because there is a part of me saying, right, this has gone too, on too long. Uh, I need to end. But other people are saying, no, it's not too long. So <laughs> I don't know. That's a good problem but, to have yeah. if other people are yeah. are, are uh, not telling you it's too long in the tooth. That's for sure. One thing I'm really happier for is people are still watching recruits and still enjoying it. So despite, you know, not very many people, but <laughs> for sure people. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've kept you uh, quite a bit. Like I said, we're we're both busy people and i know you're kind of joining me after uh i believe after work so yeah i don't want to keep you much longer is there anything else you want to kind of touch on for either the recruits or uh los hobo films in general no not really we touched on pretty much everything i would just i would probably just say go check it out just watch uh, watch it from the start if you have to if you got the guts because (laughs) because i I was very young (laughs) Very immature season, but as it goes on, it will develop, and I think it's a quite of a nice gradual storytelling going on there. So, yeah, go check that out. Well, I, and I think in general too. Again, it's you know if you start from the beginning and kind of up, I mean it. It's 
cool in the sense of it kind of shows your progression of development. Of, yeah. Yeah. Development and, and learning the different things, not only learning yeah. the different things, but having different technologies available as time goes on, even, even just from the, the game engine itself, you know, you, yeah. you switched, uh, which version of the game you're using and, and, and yeah. the features and headaches that come with each version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. both. Uh, I've used both Halo Four and Halo Five for recruits so far, and both have ridiculous amount of problems. <laughs> yeah, so, but I, I think it's interesting to see, and, and again, kind of even you know from my perspective, the the early on, you know, it's like you said, it's you and your friends trying to do as many voices as you can because that's the that's what you had available and that's what you knew at the yeah. time. All the way through to where you actually started kind of like actively looking for and recruiting people to do various voices and stuff. I mean, there's just a, that whole progression is, is kind of cool to see. So I, I, too, would recommend, I mean, if you want to check it out, definitely go check it out. Like I said, I, I will have the uh, link to the channel in the show notes. And stick around because there will be a lot more to come. <laughs> there's a whole other half of the season coming and it's going to be crazy. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I and, and don't don't email me because I don't know. <laughs> yeah i'm still waiting to find out what i what's happening to me as well but i do like to kind of like i said I, on the the main podcast i do usually it's part of my reading because we one of the things we do is we you know we review a game and then we talk about what we're watching what we're playing what we're reading and i yeah. haven't been doing as much reading lately but when i get a script i usually talk about okay i'm reading the script i'm about to send in my next lines and you know that yeah. kind of stuff so uh, cool. That that's usually part of my my reading discussion is uh, the next script. What and I don't give anything away. Just just so you know, Toby. Yeah. I'm not like right. oh, and so no, here's what you're gonna see once I because uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. uh, he hasn't he hasn't put the episode out yet, but I have the script. No, I don't. Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate that. That's that's cool. <laughs> so again, uh, check it out if you're interested. Um, uh, again, Toby, thanks for having this conversation with me. I thought it would be kind of cool to do like i said I, I do talk about my involvement with recruits off and on in the main podcast so i thought just having this episode for us to put out to kind of detail more of what you and i are doing together yeah and the awesome creative thing that you've put out into the youtube world uh that people can check out would be good because like i said i i don't get a lot of time to talk to it on a podcast it's it's in you know yeah. it, it's in little uh, pieces here and there for um, short uh, short topics that we talk about. So I thought this would be a cool kind of uh, thing if anybody's actually interested, and hopefully they are, <laughs> to kind of check out. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was it's been great talking to you for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, and and that too. Like I said, I I, I already knew your voice because I watch your your channel all the time. I watch your updates when they come out and all that stuff. So you're you're on camera, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think you had heard my voice other than as hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> until <Yeah>. today <laughs> it's been great <laughs> alright everybody again thanks for hanging out with us hopefully you enjoyed this episode like I said I, I wanted to have Toby on to just kind of talk about uh, the recruits and Lost Hobo Films and you know working with him as a, a voiceover actor something that I know uh, some of some of our community has asked about and, and my involvement in voiceover so this is a, a small glimpse into it but really I wanted to focus on what Toby's putting out in the world uh, and just my ability to be a little part of it which is awesome it is a definitely a passion project of mine I'm of the mind that uh, you know I'm a little sad it's ending but I think uh, it's it's been a fun ride and and uh, I've been having fun playing one of the big bads, so uh, definitely check it out. Like I said, uh, you know, check it out. I will definitely have the channel in the show notes. And with that, I will wrap this episode. 
So, of course, I'm Jeff King, and I'll be back very soon. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network Family Member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeky Voyage, a geek and pop culture blog that explores a variety of fandoms and many pop culture favorites from film, television, music, and various other topics with liberal doses of humor, quirky musings, and heavy fangirling thrown in. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com. Viewers, thanks with knowledge in the bank. Cause y'all are top rank and never should be spanked.